Hey there, welcome to the Literary Escapes podcast. I'm Becky, and I'm glad you're here today. If you're a fan of books that give you an escape or let you explore other cultures, then you're definitely in the right place. So I'm glad you've joined us today. Stick around. We've got a great author interview for you. So let's jump right in. Laura Drake, welcome so much to the Literary Escape Book Club. We are very happy to have you here and thoroughly enjoyed your book. excited to be here. Yeah, that's... Thank um, you for inviting me. Yeah, we... It's funny. um, So our book club, we... every, Every month we go to a new destination in our books. And so we've been around the world and in in our books Very and cool. yeah so this year we've been to Tennessee and Louisiana Egypt and this month was road trip month wow and so this is the first time we've done a road trip and so it was a lot of fun to be able to hit a few different places on the way through you know the road trip with you all and so that was a lot of fun. So thank you for, let's see if we can see it here. I always hate this. Um, but you got thank it. you for such a great book. This was a lot thank of fun you. to delve into. And I loved writing it. That was, that's probably my favorite book that I've written so far. That's really cool. I, I'm, I was going to ask you that question later and we'll dig into it. But as I was looking at your, at your bio, you your background is in um, finances. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And uh, so, corporate accounting. Yes. Okay. And so how does that weave its way into becoming an author? It doesn't. But <laughs> <laughs> yet it has. <laughs> that was a career. I did it for the money. It wasn't my heart. Uh, the day my husband said, you know, why don't you just retire when, okay, deal. <laughs> don't even have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Because I uh, started writing and I would get up two hours early because I'm no good at night. I am dead by the time I get home. In fact, everybody at work knew that you didn't take tough questions to me after about two o'clock <laughs> so I would get up two hours early to write and then get ready for work well that turned out to be 3 a.m Lord. and I did I wrote three books that way it is possible given enough coffee and going yeah. to bed early enough you no can kidding. do it and uh so yeah. now everybody my friends, poor things, they all think I'm totally bizarre because I still get up at three. Well, your body is used to writing at that time, probably, isn't that funny? Exactly. So That's I'm a, a real drag at parties. <laughs> yeah, you need to have like coffee parties in the morning. <laughs> yeah, except nobody's up that early. <laughs> I could probably pick up a couple of you. But. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I get up early, but not that early. That's funny. And I have some friends in California that they know when they see me on Facebook, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, man. Crazy stuff. So, yeah. When you, let's see here. So in reading your bio, it says that you've always been a storyteller. 
and you began on your front porch telling ghost stories to the neighborhood kids. They ran screaming, but kept coming back for more. And I, I love that. But you didn't go into like ghost stories at all. You know what? I love having a, I want to help people that are in a bad place to know that things can work out okay, mm-hmm. even though you can't see how. That's why I started in romance. But I'm telling you, my agent keeps yelling at me, will you stop trying to change genres? But I love to write some horror. <laughs> Stephen King is my hero. <laughs> That's so funny. You should you should totally do some of those. And I maybe, would love to. You know maybe what, under a different side. name or something, but yeah. That would be awesome. That's it. I could do it. Yeah. 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 One of these really days. Fun. So your first book, how did you, how did that one come about? Oh, geez. I am the number one bull riding fan. I know it's strange for a chick from Detroit, but I met it and married a Texan and he took me to my first rodeo. And then I, I fell in love with the bull riders because they're young kids that don't know they can die yet. So they're willing to do this crazy thing. And if it's done well, like every once in a while things come together, it's like a really dangerous ballet. It's beautiful. This picture, in fact, is my favorite bull rider. It's Chris Shivers from the olden days. And so that's how I wrote The Sweet Spot, which event, which is my award-winning uh, book, is that it's, it's set in the world of professional bull riding. In fact, in a couple wow. of weeks, we got so lucky. The world finals, I know this won't make anybody excited but me. They <laughs> used to be in Vegas, and I don't enjoy Vegas. And they've come, they're now, their permanent home for the finals is in Fort Worth, 20 miles from me. I'm so excited. Oh, that's awesome. We'll be going to the world finals in a couple of weeks. I'm very excited. Oh, how fun. Yeah. That's fun. So did you do a whole series that was set around writing? Is that okay? Yes. It's uh, the sweet spot, nothing sweeter and sweet on you. Their romances set in the world of professional bull riding. Oh, how fun. And is that book set in bull riding? Is that kind of a um, a genre, I guess, or a, a niche? Is that? It's like been done. Harlequin, yeah, Harlequin for a while did some bull riding ones, but it's such a small niche. You know, most people don't even know what it is, much less, much less yeah. would want to buy a book in it. But it's, it's a fascinating world. I just okay. really love it. Okay. And then I wrote a women's fiction novel, Day, Days Made of Glass, uh, about the fictional first woman bullfighter. Mm-hmm. And it's not the ones with the cape. It's okay. It's the guys that distract the bulls when the guy when the riders fall off so they don't get right. Run over. Okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm a little crazy about it. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So you're also a biker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How did that come about? My husband 
when I met him, I had the worst first date in the history of the planet. He was <laughs> he just your husband. Over, he was getting over this horrific divorce, and the first. Uh, date, all he did was talk about his divorce. Oh, no. I'm like, so out of here. And, but as he left me on my doorstep, he said, you want to go for a motorcycle ride? And I'm like, you know, he can't talk about his divorce while he's riding the motorcycle. <laughs> so I said, yes. And then I figured that would be it. I was done. And he was an avid motorcyclist and I rode behind him for a hundred thousand miles. And in the boring parts, I'd prop a paperback up on his back and read. Cause you know, Southern California, you want to get anywhere, you have to go through a desert. It's so true. it got boring at times. So yeah, that's how I started. But then I learned to ride my own and I've ridden over a hundred thousand miles. Now you can't miles. read while you're riding. <laughs> Yeah, no, that so is not recommended. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think of plots on the motorcycle. So I'm, I can I'm understand that. Yeah. It's funny how the brain works while you're doing one thing and it's wandering off, you know, plotting all these things, you know. Exactly. And, yeah. And a it, lot of people do it in the shower, but yeah. Uh, Mine yeah. does it around 3 a.m. And it's usually when you're not in a position to be able to like write things down it seems to be yeah here. <laughs> yeah that's that 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 class that's one of the best ideas ever. <laughs> and of course you don't <laughs> sheila asks have you been to the pro rodeo hall of fame in colorado springs i've been to colorado springs but i have not been to the rodeo hall of fame bucket list yeah i have to do that I have um, a friend who lives in Texas who he'll post pictures of going to the rodeo. I've never been because I've never been and um, I didn't even realize they were even a thing, I guess, until I saw his pictures that the rodeo, you know, that there's still a rodeo. I, but it looks like a lot of fun. So I guarantee you there are rodeos where you live. Believe it or I'm not, sure there are rodeos I'm sure there are. over the entire country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's and there's plenty. I mean, I grew up, you know, there were barrel, barrel racing and all of that kind of stuff. So lots of horse stuff. So I know there's got to be oh, there are. somewhere around. I just you bet. have never you looked bet. at it. So you wrote um, Her Road Home. Right. And was that kind of your first road trip book? That was the very first book I ever wrote. Was it? The okay. Sweet Spot came out first, but I wrote Her Road Home first. And okay. of course, again, yes, it's a chick motorcyclist. They say, write what you know, right? <laughs> <So> that's <laughs> what I did. <laughs> that's fun. Okay. Yeah, I was reading through that one and it, it sounds like a lot of fun. And we're going to talk about it in a minute, but you've got another book that just came out yesterday. It's right. about another bike girl you know chick. i just love road trips yeah because first of all i've been everywhere in the west on a motorcycle which frankly is the only way to go yes it's dangerous but 
to be out and seeing all this beautiful land and the wind in your face and whatever weather you get, hot, rain, cold, whatever, it's, it's just amazing. And so I love road trip books. And also you can, you've got a constant changing scene, a setting that changes and different places have different cultures and all of that. So that it adds an element of change and surprise, I think, in the book. So yeah, yeah Amazing Gracie is another road trip book. That's fun. So The Road to Me, how was that one inspired? You know, I started, I wanna be Gma. I mean, that is what I aspire to. That grandma that the grandkids are afraid to take anywhere because she says whatever. And then I thought, okay, because I want to write. And I remember the 60s, let's face it. I remember them. So, <laughs> and then I wanted a character that was related, but opposite to that. Yeah. So I came up with the other character and then you've got to find a way that they can't walk away mm -hmm. because if they don't understand each other and don't get along, they have to be stuck together somehow. Right. So that's how I got the road trip. Well, it's, it's funny because it's a forced proximity thing and yes, you get a lot of those in romances but it's the guy and the girl. And so it was really fun for me to see that same idea, I guess, but with grandma and granddaughter. And right. the whole idea is the same is that you're getting to know each other and they're starting to fall in love. You know, with each yes. The, yes. the relationship is growing. And, and they never, even though they're related, they never really knew each other. Yeah, yeah. That one, I, I found that fascinating. So the inspiration for Nellie, for Gma, was that you wanted to be her. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, so, I think that's a great thing about getting older is that we stop all the comparing ourselves to everyone, every other woman. And you're free to just be really whoever you want to be. And I just love that about getting older. There are drawbacks, but that's not one of them. Huh. Well, I, I think um, as you get old, and, and maybe this happens when you're younger too, I don't know if you recognize it, that it isn't a competition, you know? Being women shouldn't be a competition. It should be a sisterhood and... Um, yeah, this one, I, I like as women were good at talking about that, but not so good at doing it yeah. until we get older and we yeah. recognize how inconsequential all those things are that we worried about. I mean, and it takes a stepping back out of the rat race, I think, to um and sadly, I learned it late. I wish I would have learned it earlier. I wish I could teach my grandkids that, but yeah, I think they have to find out for themselves. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky lesson. Then took it's me a, a long to, time. It's a good one to learn. Yeah, it's a good one to learn. So, all the different places that 
Jackie and Nellie went on their road trip. Um, it wasn't necessarily a huge geography. It was in Arizona, Nevada. Is that right? Just right. in that area. Um, yeah. But is that an area that you're really familiar with? Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's off of Route 66, right? Is that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Roots, yeah. It's all on Route 66. Um, I've been down it on a motorcycle many, many times. I even was on an abandoned park on a bicycle ride once, which sounds great. And I don't recommend it because it's holes <laughs> in the road and it's Yikes. kind of a mess. But yes, I love that road. I love the the history behind it mm -hmm. and the legends from it. Oh yeah, it's amazing. That's fun. But I will tell you, I've never been to a nudist colony, okay? I just that was gonna be a question. Up front. <laughs> never done that. Because <laughs> I mean, let's face it, Nellie is a bit of a woo, you know, yeah. she's pretty woo-woo. And I'm curious, you know, are you do you consider yourself kind of woo-woo? No, but I have some friends that are. In fact, okay. I've got a friend that is a psychic healer. And in fact, the dude, the one when they're doing the tarot cards, yeah. she says, oh, yeah, the dude's over there by the door. That's from my girlfriend. Wow. She has the dude. Yeah. How funny. Uh, okay. Hey, you know, to say. I'm all, whatever floats your boat. But yeah, that's where that came from. Well, that's and the there was I think auras in there and yep. um, yeah, the tarot and the, the one that I had to actually look up and see if it was for real is the rumpology. Oh my gosh, I found that online. And who was it? Whose mother did it? Was it? Oh my gosh, because they were at the nudist colony and Nellie was going to um, a right, rumpology, but, but some star's mother oh yeah 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 oh and it and it's i can't true. remember who yeah it's true i got it from the from the internet that's hysterical i can't remember whose mom that was but yeah that is hysterical oh my gosh there's some wild things out there there's <laughs> some crazy stuff out there that is for sure that is for sure so i thought this book was very quotable lots of nuggets oh, of you really really interesting things that i highlighted a lot and i like it when i highlight a lot in a book because thank um, you i like it when you highlight a lot <laughs> <laughs> when you write do the quotes because there's you know there's a lot of deep quotes i guess do they come from the characters or do they come from you and i know they that's come all from the same me. thing but <laughs> yeah they are ultimately but yeah, I just, yeah, they, I talk in my novels about things that I'm fascinated with mm -hmm. and getting older and, and getting along and people fascinate me. And so, and I've met a lot of interesting people. Well, a lot of them on the motorcycle, you know, bet, people come yeah. up and talk to you and, there's even a, a scene in my next book, Amazing Gracie, where they run into, in the middle of the desert, a, a gold prospector. And oh, when we stopped for gas once, 
this guy came up to me and he was looking for money to finance his gold prospecting. I mean, they're the world there, is huh? an interesting place, you know? It, it really is. And, and it's funny because I think that on the West Coast, maybe a little more than the East Coast or the West side of the country more so than the East side of the country, there are still places that are kind of the Wild West. Yes. And I, I yes. find that so interesting because I don't, you know, being over here on this coast, I don't I see that. I think you guys are more domesticated than we are. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, and I think in Alaska, from what I've heard, it's even more so because it's kind yeah. of the last frontier and yeah. and the the odd people tend to want to get away from. To be there, yeah. 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 There's, yeah, that's, yeah, Rump, Rump, Sylvester Stallone's mom. Thank you, um, That's Nicole. it, yes. That's the one, you. thank you. Thank you, Rumpology, yeah. <laughs> Such a funny thing. I'm not thing. going into that either. I'm, I don't want to look at people's butts to figure <laughs> out, you know, I mean, who first thought, gee. Hey, this I is a good her. idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even I imagine know, how that one came about. One of the quotes that we had talked about in last week when we were talking about your book is suffering is optional. And I wanted to hear your takeaway on that one. And it's a little heavy. I lost he yeah. my, I lost my sister to cancer at 32. And she was the closest person to me before or since. Okay. And I decided I didn't know how to go on without her. I never thought about it in my life or anything. I just didn't know how to go on. Yeah. And so after that, I decided I was going to live for us both. And so that really helped me because I wanted to do it for her as well. Yeah. And it got me out of the suffering. Okay. And, and I realized, I'm not saying you can just say, oh, everything is fine and move on because I yeah, still haven't. Happen. Yeah. But to a certain extent, it is optional. You, you can, through a positive attitude and, and going out and getting outside of yourself and, and yeah. getting out in nature and the world, you can negate that to a certain extent. Yeah, that's, yeah, I I like that because it, it'd be really hard to find somebody who hasn't been touched by grief to some extent. That's right. Or and, something, you know, hard to get over in their lives, addiction or mental health, yeah. or, uh, especially after the pandemic, we're all very well aware of all that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can just make it better, but yeah. there are things you can do. I so. agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. And even in uh, even in tough situations, trying to make the best of them is, you know, has kind of been how I try and look at things too. So it's they even say that if you're terminal, a good attitude will make goes you a long live way. More. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure I could achieve that, but it's a goal, right? Yeah. I hope I don't ever have to test it, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. me too. It's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah. Another one of your quotes was, we only know what we know until we know better. And I like that one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I mean, that comes from a lot of history and a lot <laughs> of things I'm not talking about. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've all done that, right? Well, I yeah, mean, you know what you know until you know better. And that's this that's... life does not come with a manual. Or if it does, everybody got it but me. Okay. <laughs> but I think everybody got a different one, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that mixed up. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. So we just have to figure it out as we go. And forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one for me. That's a lesson that's a tough I one. Yeah. still continue to learn. Well, I do better some days than others. Yeah. The uh, the third one I wrote down is don't forget to put yourself on the list of people you trust. And I think love could be added to that as well. Um, that that is a truth. Because, Especially for us women. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tricky one. We put we tend to put a lot of other people on the list ahead of ourselves. And um, I think it's a strength and a weakness both. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Because it's that. You know, it's all about balance, and that's something I'm not very good at either, <laughs> frankly. I hear you. So let's talk about your newest book, Amazing Gracie. Tell, tell us all about that one. It is, again, another road trip. It's a, there were heavy parts of the road to me, but there was a lot of comedy in it too. So this one has less comedy and it's dealing with a heavy subject. It's about CJ, her name is Cora Jean and she comes home from Afghanistan. She was a mechanic in the army oh. and she she's carrying heavy guilt. She was mm. partially responsible for her best three friends being killed. Yikes. And so, they had all planned to buy motorcycles and go on a cross-country road trip together. And so she decides she's going to go on a memorial ride. It's going to be just her. She's going to go visit the families of her fallen comrades. Well, she okay. gets home and her sister, her half-sister is nine years old. She's a brainiac. She's she doesn't really live in this world. She's interested in astrology or not astronomy. astronomy. That's different. Whole different thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she looks up and she likes geology. So she's always looking for rocks on the ground. So she's managed to stay pretty innocent. But her mother's boyfriend is starting to look at her funny, which scares the heck out of CJ. So CJ yeah. tells her mother, look, I'll take Maisie with me. Her name is Amazing Grace. Her name is Grace. Um, she's Amazing Grace is her name. Uh, CJ calls her Maisie. I'll take her with me on this trip. But when I get home, the boyfriend is gone. And so they end up on this trip. Maisie is looking for her father. She just knows her father is this wonderful man who would love her to death. And of course, CJ's going, hello, 
Yeah. You see mom's boyfriends, right? There's no way. So they end up on this road trip and they, they both find out some amazing things about themselves and their family and life and their mother and it, and it all comes out great. But it does deal with heavy subjects. And what, um, where does the road trip go to? They, they mean to go to, they start and they go to Montana and then they were going to go to the other two. One was in Boston and the other one was in Colorado. Okay. And so, but Maisie disrupts it and they end up on a trip to find her dad. And they okay. end up in the border town of Texas, South Ooh. Texas. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. okay. It is pretty interesting. And Maisie, Maisie is what I hope lifts the book because she is just luminous. She just absorbs everything and she loves things completely and reminds CJ that there are good things in the world. You just have to look for them harder. Yeah. Sometimes. sometimes yeah. 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 It reminds me of the quote from uh, Mr. Rogers that, you know, in the middle of crises to look for the helpers and yes. Oh, that quote gives me shivers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When I was writing the road to me, I did have, I do have a map that I created and I put it up next to my computer while I wrote. So I will make a note and I'll put that on my website. I'm a big map nerd. And I, I was reading somewhere the other day about how, you know, how, my kids, they don't know how to use like a paper map. And I, I, I used either. to love paper maps and they my daughter's seen one and couldn't quite figure it out. But my son, I don't even know if he's ever seen one. And I used to love I just, I, I can't, I, my husband does not believe me. He thinks I'm trying to get out of reading a map. Honestly, yes, I can get from here to there on a map, but I don't get how that works in real life. I know it sounds stupid. It took me a long time to even admit to anybody that that was true because I felt so dumb, but <laughs> it's just not a yeah. gene I got. That's the way I put it. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay. I love the little lady in my, in my car that talks to me. That is just so awesome. <laughs> It's yeah, the, the fact that they figured out how to stuff those little ladies in the cars. That's brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that somebody'd want that job, but you know. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So as an author, do you have any favorite characters that you've created? Oh, Gma. Gma's okay. first, because I want to be her. Yeah. Um, but Every character that I write has a, either a little bit of me or a little bit of somebody that I have met along the way. Yeah. You know, um, my heroes are always partially my husband who, who doesn't read my books. And I think he's half afraid to find out the heroes are him and half <laughs> afraid that they're not. That so, they're not, yeah. So no, he doesn't. He doesn't read them. That's funny. Yeah. 
That's, and what about favorite books? You said the Amazing Gracie, you know, that's. No, actually at the moment, and, and as I write more, I'll find more, but at the moment, um, The Road to Me is my favorite. And the only other one is Days Made of Glass. Wow, okay. Because, well, that book is about me and my sister. Ah, oh, uh, nice, okay. Obviously, yeah, none of it is factual, but the relationship between the two sisters is my sister and mine. So that uh, has a special place in my absolutely. heart. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That's, that's, that's gotta be the beautiful thing about an author. And uh, yeah, Taylor Swift gets a lot of crap for writing about all her, or, you know, writing songs about all her exes. Yeah. But that's the beauty of being a writer, whether it's songs or books or whatever, is you can put people in your books. And I forget who it was that we were talking to, but they were talking about, you know, if you're ticked off at someone, you can yeah. kill them in a book. And I always thought yeah. that was kind of a funny thing, but obviously, you know, it was a, it was a cozy mystery person, I think. And, Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It helps me to explore different human characteristics. Again, I am a, I'm a person fan. I love, I love tough personalities and, and how people that are very different than me navigate the world i'm just mm -hmm. fascinated with that and uh days made a glass actually i wrote it for my sister but actually it helped me let her go and i wrote it 20 years after she died and i didn't even realize that i had not let her go until i finished that book so it helps me as well as i hope helping other people as well nice. What a beautiful thing. Mm. That's really Writing nice. is an amazing thing. Yeah. You, you write things, you may have found this as well with your new book, is that I don't just, I don't know things until I write them. They all are kind of in a fog up here, but when I write it, I realize, yeah, that is how I feel about it. That's, yeah, yeah. It, it helps you clarify ideas or thoughts yeah. or... Yeah. When you write a story, how does does it start with a character, a place, an idea? How does how do your stories it's always, come to you? It's always different because I don't plot. Knowing is and it's so strange because I love diagramming sentences in junior high. I was that nerd, right? <laughs> I loved outlines. I just knew that if I was going to write a book. I would write like Dorinda Jones writes 40 page outlines before oh, she Molly. writes. Her. It's, it's just incredible. I knew that I was going to do that. Well, I started writing and my left brain gave my right brain the finger. It was like, <laughs> there is no, once, once I know what happens, I don't want to write it because then it's boring. Isn't so that interesting. Usually I start with, characters once one of my books it just started with a scene a character came to me in this scene and I had no idea who she was or what was going to happen next but for some reason that that's the scene that came to me huh 
but okay. it's usually characters. Okay. That's, I like that. I, I had a very small experience with this, um, this week where, um, I've, I've been trying to finish this rough draft and the character was, let me just think a second here. She wanted to go to Graceland. Oh, because they were going through Memphis. They were on a road trip and she wanted to go to Graceland and the guy's like, ah, we don't, you know, we don't have time to stop. I don't want to go to Graceland. So they had to. And so um, they went to Graceland and I'm right. You know, I'm right, typing along and all of a sudden she's remembering that her mother was a big old Elvis fan and that her mother died on the way to go visit graceland oh. I, I know and i didn't even know that <laughs> yeah like, isn't that amazing i love when that happens yeah it was so crazy i'm like how did that how did i not know that yeah. i love it when that happens yeah i this i love writing the way i write but the downside is the middle is the pit of despair for me it's like yeah. i've come this far I know where it's going to end up, but I don't know how to get from here to there. And usually I call a friend. I mean, I stew first for about 10 days and it's stupid. <laughs> I don't know why. Because then when I call my friend or another writer, she goes, oh, okay, well, why don't, why don't you just do this? And it's like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? Of so, course. Yeah. That's so funny. I think I learned to call the lifeline before 10 days. Own a but... friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, Leslie says, I loved diagramming sentences too. <laughs> oh, yay. Another yeah. grammar nerd. <laughs> Ronnie says, so do I. I'm definitely a language nerd. I like that. <laughs> There you go. You guys should write. You should try it. That's uh, that that would be fun to see what they came up with. Absolutely. Knowing our group here, it would be a lot of fun to see what they came up with. Hey, so, I'll tell you, I never thought, I mean, authors are smart, right? I never thought that I ever would, I wouldn't even have the guts to try. It took me a year. I had a an idea for a book. And I would sit in front of the screen and I, but it's like, I'm not smart enough to do this. Well, and then one day I realized I had a delete key. <laughs> I could write the whole thing the magic. and nobody needed to see it or know how dumb I was. But then of course, once I typed the end, I want to publish. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. It's crazy. It's, it's funny because in between the book club and the podcast I've talked to so many authors and their path to writing there's so many different ways that people have gotten there and that's the thing that made me think well maybe I can do it you know because I don't Thank have a degree you. in writing or you know but if people can come from you know, being an elementary school teacher or being a rocket scientist or being, you know, whatever, maybe I can do it. All you that know? doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Nobody needs a degree to write. That's why I love it. If you are a really avid reader, you already know what a good story looks like. Well, if you find yourself like rewriting the story, 
oh, I wish it had ended this way. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And maybe yep. this person should have ended up with that person. And what would that yeah. look like? <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah. anyone can do it. Just eat, you don't even need a computer. You can sit down with a pad of paper and a pen. There's something satisfying women, about pen. Pad. I know women who wrote uh, books, watching their kids' soccer games, writing on the back of cash register receipts. Man, I mean, it's wonderful. It's if you've got stories inside you, they have to come out, or they should. Yep. So. yep. You don't need anybody's permission. Just do it. Well, and with all the technology today, um, you don't have to go through the gatekeepers, which is the beautiful thing about it. That's so, right. Exactly. Yeah, so, And you don't have to publish if you don't want to. So that's another thing. I so. know writers who write only for themselves. Mm -hmm. They will never try and publish it. They do it because they love it. Yeah. And it's relaxing for some people to just get yeah. stories out of their heads. So, yeah. Sure. So what are you working on right now? I just turned in another women's fiction to my agent and I'm working on, uh, she sent it back and wants a couple of changes. So okay. I'm doing that. And I just started writing another book that I'm very excited about. It's called The Serial Killer's Wife. That sounds it's amazing. It's women's fiction. I'm all, and it's not about the serial killer. Yeah. It's about, I'm fascinated by these women that you hear that uh, their husbands have had another wife and a whole other family all the time they've been married and they never knew it. Right. And I thought, you know, I just read a book. It's hard to read because it's a it's a truth it's like true Ooh. crime okay about the most prolific serial killer thanks okay. it's spooky and scary and yeah i can't do those but this guy was married i mean all the can you imagine find she, the girl in my book the woman didn't know until the fbi showed up with a search warrant that and it turns out her husband was a serial killer so Dang. it won't go into the trial or any right, of that right. stuff. It's all about what happens to her and her two boys after they find out because you can imagine you know the the uh newspapers and the all the paparazzi would be hounding you and you're just trying to raise your kids you're just trying to live your food. life yeah and forget yeah. yeah and how do you how do you go on Mm -hmm. trusting your decisions when you know you made that one right yeah it just fascinates me that's that's interesting I remember um I was I lived in Colorado when Columbine happened and oh we, we were I don't know a few miles from the school at that point and um you know that of course gripped the nation right and the parents the that was who my my heart went out to were the parents of these kids, oh. both the kids that killed and the kids that were killed. And yeah, um, yeah that's a whole nother ball oh. of wax right there. You know, it's 
sins of the kids, sins of the parents, sins of the husband, you know, all of that. That's crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. So do you still do romance? Because you were doing romance for Harlequin for a while, right? I was doing romance for Grand Central and for Harlequin. Yes. Okay. I've got one that I started that's going to be three books. Okay. But, you know, I thought when I retired, oh, I all these hours to write. I'm going to just crank out books. The problem is your brain doesn't work that way. You, can right. only, you can't sit and write eight hours a day. So I have all these things I want to do, but there's only so much you can do a day. That Sadly. is true. That is true. And again, I may drag you through the mud, but I'll never leave you in a bad place. So, you that's, know, none yeah. of my books will leave you in a bad place. That's because that's I a good thing. Yeah. Go there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that I think that as a reader, I like. And that's, I try to pick books that are, that do that same thing because you, um, life does happen. Life's messy and all of that. And it's good to, um, maybe hear those things, but it's also good to see that you can get out of them too. So that's the thing. If you want bad news just turn on the news you know amen to that if yeah. you want a bad ending just so i i can't live there yeah you know yeah i know that life is tough and it is for everyone but i i will always have happy endings well and books are supposed to be an escape but at least that's what i like about books is that they're an escape so um yeah so I want I, to escape the good places. Yeah. Yes. So I appreciate when authors give us that escape and uh, your road trips are fun. So thank you for those. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for reading you guys. So where do you like to hang out with readers online? Oh, um, Facebook is my favorite place. Okay. Despite what people say about it, and despite the fact that I do end up in jail fairly often, um, I have a group. It's called Laura Drake's Peace, Love, and Books. Nice. And every day I post snark, I post beauty pictures, cute memes, um, coffee memes, things like that. As long as you don't get easily offended, because my snark tends to get a little bit irreverent. Um, <laughs> and the cool thing is, it's I started out just with people I knew, and it's grown to a community. And now that. they've made friendships within the community. And there's even there's even community jokes like, I'm terrified of spiders, okay? I just can't do the arachnid thing. Mm -hmm. And But I love these pictures of abandoned houses and things. And so I said, oh, wouldn't it be cool to tour this? Except I couldn't do it because of the spiders. And another friend said, oh, I'll be first in and I'll clear all the spiders out. <laughs> so now when I have people posting pictures of abandoned ones and go, Oh, let's put this one on the list. We'll all go, you know. One <laughs> fairly new member wrote and went, 
you know, do you guys really go to these places? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but it's really a, it's a fun place. It's just become a really awesome. fun community. And um, you have a newsletter, right? I do. And you can sign up for it. My uh, website, lauradrakebooks.com. Nice. And if you're thinking about writing, I have a ton of blogs on writing in there. So nice. Laura, thank you for joining us today. This was a really fun conversation. Thanks to you guys. I had a great time and I appreciate you reading. Yeah, it was a good one. And everybody leave reviews on Amazon. Yes, please. Those are always important to authors. They really and help. Beyond just hearing what you have to say, it's nice that uh, Amazon can see that people enjoy the book. So absolutely. And Becky, an hold up your book because I want to see the title again. It is Finding Dolly. Her first book. That is so cool. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. This was a ton of fun. And you guys um, have fun. We will look forward to reading more from you. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escape Podcast. If you enjoy hearing the behind-the-book story, then join me in the Literary Escape Society. We are a community of travelers who love books, or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.